It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. Once again, we welcome all of our listeners. We're so thankful that you're there, and we pray that our time together will prove to be beneficial in helping you come to a fuller knowledge of God's Word. We do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests. We dig deep, we look beneath the surface, we try to examine what those words really say. We look at the Scriptures in detail, and as we've said, in depth, and try to come to a correct understanding, an understanding that conforms to the will of God conveyed in the words of those scriptures. And we try to do it in such a way as to be easy to understand. And we try to make applications that make sense for your daily life. Now, we pray that as you study with us each day on this program, that you're learning, and as you're learning, that your faith is growing stronger and as that happens, that you're coming closer to God. Now, all of this is an exercise in futility to a great extent if it does not ultimately lead you to follow God, God's way, and come to forgiveness and salvation through His Son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is our ultimate prayer for you. We pray that that is coming to be true in your life personally. Dennis Stackhouse, great to be back with you today. Thank you, Gary. It's great for me to be on the program with you as well today and to have all of our listeners tuned in to search the scriptures. As always, we thank you for joining us and do hope this time will be of benefit in your life and that it will bring you closer to God and to his will for you. You know, Gary, I'm often impressed by how much is involved in this world around us, in this physical realm that's designed to take our attention away from God. And really, you just can't list or name everything in that regard that does exist. I mean, you can think of things on television, you can look at material in magazines. Now the internet has become huge in virtually every aspect of our society, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So many things are vying for our attention and in a direction, again, that takes us away from God. All of this can be summed up in the the phrase, the world. The world is at odds with God. It is opposite to God. It is opposed to the things of righteousness and godliness. It's things that, in reality abide in the realm of Satan, of evil, of unrighteousness. And we need to be very careful in our individual lives that we don't allow the world to get a hold on us and drag us away from God. We need to be mindful of these things. Amen. And that really leads well into this new study that we're undertaking today. We want to talk about being unspotted from the world. Yes. Now, as Christians, as you pointed out so well, we need to remember who we are and what we are. Yes, we do. Now, there are a whole lot of people who call themselves Christians who probably are not. Mm -hmm. And some who may be are not faithful, Mm -hmm. dedicated Christians. Yes. But if we're truly Christians, then we're followers of God. We're members of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. the church. Yes. And we're part of God's family. We are. With those kinds of identities, Dennis, we have a responsibility to live 
up to the identities that we claim by telling, our, by, by telling people that we're Christians. That's correct. It's one thing to say, I'm a member of the Lord's church. It's another thing to live like I'm a member of the Lord's church. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the case. You know, I've used the illustration a number of times in teaching and preaching that it's, it's one thing for a person to say, I'm proud of the place where I live. Mm-hmm. It's something else for him to live in such a way that the place where he lives is proud of him. <laughs> yes. And there is a difference. There is. We have a character that we need to cultivate in order to present ourselves as true followers of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not just a name that we wear. It's not just something we claim verbally, but it is a life we live. It is an identity that we bear. It is. And we must bear that identity faithfully mm -hmm. in order to be what God would have us to be. Now in James chapter one and verse 27, two points are made in regards to fulfilling pure and undefiled religion. How about reading that verse for us? Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now the first point that James makes in that verse, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, he's not talking about paying a visit to them dropping in and saying, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. He's talking about watching over them, mm -hmm. caring for them mm -hmm. where they come up short and making sure that they have their needs taken care of yes. to the extent that you're able and it would be appropriate. That's correct. Now that in itself is a fascinating study. Mm -hmm. it, it really goes through both the Old and New Testaments, mm -hmm. how God cares about the poor, mm -hmm. the needy, and particularly orphans and widows. Mm -hmm. But now we want to look at the second point in that verse, verse 27 of James chapter 1. And so James says in this point, pure and undefiled religion is to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's correct. Now that relates very well to what you said in your introductory remarks. Yes, it really does. And as mentioned, as Christian individuals, we need to be very mindful of this in the way we live our lives. Well, we're to be distinctive as Christians, as righteous people within a sinful world. Yes, that's true. The world around us is sinful. Mm -hmm. If that were not the case, the Lord would not have needed to come to go to the cross and die thereon. No, he certainly wouldn't. The reason he came to be our savior and died on that cross was because of the sinfulness of mankind. Mm -hmm. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and verse 23. Yes. And we could look at other passages of scripture that, that emphasize that same truth. That's right. So Jesus came because of our sin. He did. Now, we need as his followers to live a righteous lifestyle, and that should make us distinctive from the world around us, which is caught up in sin. Yes, absolutely. If we just fit in with the world, Dennis, and no one can tell any difference between 
them and us, mm -hmm. we've missed the mark. Yeah, in a very real way, we have. We're not what we should be. No, not at all. We should not look like the world. Now, I don't mean drawing undue attention to ourselves. I'm not talking about being haughty or arrogant. I'm talking about simply living a lifestyle that is obviously distinctive from the lifestyle that most of the world is living because mm -hmm. most of the world is living in sin. Yes. We're to live lives which really and in essence are imitations of God and of Christ. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So pure and undefiled religion. So if somebody wants to be a true, dedicated, faithful follower of God and of Christ, there's no way to do that without understanding you're going to have to live a life of religion. Mm -hmm. Some people don't even like that idea, but yes. that's part of it. It is. In fact, that's central to it. Mm -hmm. And not just some kind of religion, but it's supposed to be pure and undefiled. Yes. Now, what, what do we mean by defiled? Well, when you think of that term, you may think of something that's dirty, that's unusable, that you could even say is not fulfilling the purpose for which it was designed. Yes. Soiled. Mm -hmm. Contaminated. Yes. You know, those would be synonyms. I think you're right. So we want a religion, James tells us, that is pure mm -hmm. and undefiled. Mm -hmm. Now, that being undefiled, again, is a mark of its being distinctive from the world. Yes. We're not supposed to live a life that looks like the world around us. Mm -hmm. As Christians, our ultimate citizenship is in heaven, not of this world. If we're true Christians, our first citizenship is not here. Mm -hmm. It's not in the United States of America. It's not in whatever state in the United States that we live in. It's not in whatever city or town or municipality in which we live or county. It is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 20. Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that text again says a mouthful, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Join in following my example, Paul says. Mm -hmm. But he's not calling people to follow him. He's calling people to follow him as long as he follows Christ faithfully. Yes. And in another text, he says exactly that. He does. Then he goes on and says, for many walk that they are enemies, as though they are enemies of the cross of Christ. The way they live puts them in, a, in an adversarial mm -hmm. position or in a position of being in strife against Christ himself. Yes. And of course, he identifies the source of that at the end of verse 19 he said, these people are enemies of the cross of Christ because they set their mind on earthly things. Yes, on earthly things. Mm -hmm. 
Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, 1 and 2, we're going to look at in a little bit. It tells us specifically to set our mind on things above. Yes, it does. So when people are focused primarily in the way they live their lives on the ways of the world, mm-hmm. on the pleasures of this life, mm-hmm. on doing whatever they want to do, getting the next thrill, or the next high or whatever, well, then their, their, their life is not centered on serving God and on Christ. No, it certainly isn't. So he tells us here that we need to have the proper focus, the proper mindset. We need to follow Christ. He is our example. And uh, when he says that we're enemies of the cross of Christ, that should shake everybody to their very soul. Yes, it should. Paul, when he wrote in the the Romans letter in chapter 5, verses 6 through 10, he talks there about people who are enemies of God. He certainly does. And there again, it's the idea of sin. Mm-hmm. Sin. Sin separates us from God. And when we're living in that state of separation, we're his enemy. Yes. And in verse 19 here of Philippians uh, chapter 3, he tells us that those who are enemies of the cross of Christ, those who are living lifestyles of worldliness, of sinfulness, of unrighteousness, those individuals are going to face an end of destruction. Yes. And again, something that should really shake us up. Yeah. We're not talking about just having a car wreck here. No. We're talking about having the ultimate car wreck. Yes. Eternal, everlasting destruction and punishment. Yes. Yes. Exactly. The message is basically the same for us today as it was for the apostles when Jesus was ready to go to the cross. John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. What do we read there? If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Therefore, the world hates you. Once again, here's the contrast. There's the world and the way people in the world and of the world are living their lives. Mm -hmm. Obviously, worldly in nature. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who are truly following Christ faithfully. Yes. In a dedicated fashion. Christians. Mm -hmm. The two don't go together. No, they really don't. They don't look alike. Now, they may look alike physically in that they're both, they're all human beings, Mm -hmm. but the way they live their life is very distinct from one another. Should definitely be. Now, there's that word should. Yes. That's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus tells the apostles, the world hates you if Mm -hmm. they hate you because you're not of the world. That's right. As Christians, faithful Christians, if we're having problems with the world, the people of the world, because of the way we're living our Christian life, then we need to not think there's something wrong with us. We need to understand the problem is with the other people. Yes. We're simply trying to do what's right. Mm -hmm. How many times have you maybe had an experience with somebody in your life, maybe it's been a loved one, Maybe it's been a friend. Maybe it's been somebody at work. Maybe somebody at school. And 
they're living an obviously worldly life. Now, maybe they're caught up in drugs. Maybe they're uh, heavy drinkers. Maybe they're individuals who are living in sexual immorality. You can fill in the blanks, whatever it might be. But now they have a problem being around you if you're trying to live a faithful Christian life because mm-hmm. you don't take part in those things. Yes. You don't want to hear the dirty stories. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear the escapades of last night. You don't want to take part in the drugs. You don't want to go out and get drunk with them. Mm-hmm. And so they become put out with you, maybe yes. angry with you. Could be. And they may go out of their way trying to pull you down to their level. That can happen. Well, that's basically the principle that Jesus is saying here when he's talking to the apostles and says, hey, the world hates you. Well, that's because you're not of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the principle that we ought to understand should be effective in our lives today. We should not look like the world. Yes. In fact, when a true Christian walks into a room or comes into an area, that area ought to be better because that Christian is there. That's right. He ought to make a difference for good just by his very presence. Mm -hmm. In John chapter 18 and verse 36, when Jesus was basically on trial for his life before the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, what is said here? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. So my kingdom is not of this world. If we're Christians, then our kingdom is not of this world either. No, that's right. Now we might live in such and such city, of such and such county, of such and such state, of this country, the United States of America. But our citizenship is in the kingdom of heaven. It is. Our ultimate citizenship. That's right. And so we're not of this world. Mm-hmm. If, G- if, if Jesus' kingdom were earthly in nature, then he told Pilate, my servants would fight. That's right. So if we're true faithful followers of Christ, then that same truth applies to our lives as well. Mm-hmm. This world is not where it's at for us. No, it isn't. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12, what does the Apostle Paul say there? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So we're not living by the spirit of the world. No. Again, that's something we're supposed to have come out from. Yes, that's not us anymore. No. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 19, what do we read? For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. He catches the wise in their own craftiness. Again, the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Yes. There's the contrast again. Mm-hmm. The world lives by its wisdom. If we're going to be true followers of Christ, we're going to live by God's wisdom revealed to us in his word. That's right. And the two are not congruent. The Mm -hmm. wisdom of the world is not the wisdom of God. Certainly not. 
They don't go together. No, not at all. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Seek those things above, set your mind on things above. A conscious choice, isn't it? Oh, yes, there's no doubt about it. And it is a mindset. Mm -hmm. You make a determination, a decision. And it's not just intellectual and emotional. You follow through and live that life that identifies you as somebody who does indeed have his mind set on spiritual matters, on heavenly things. Yes. Very important for us to understand that. That's different from the way the world lives. It is totally and completely different. Paul really expresses this well in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. There we read, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we're to not be conformed to this world. In fact, we're to be transformed. What does that mean, Dennis? Changed. Changed, yes. Made different. Different. Mm -hmm. We're no longer like that any longer. Mm -hmm. We have taken a new appearance, a new identity. Mm -hmm. We look different, a new lifestyle. Right. Because we become Christians. Yes. So we're no longer of the world. We're of Christ. Mm -hmm. We're no longer like the world. We walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. We live a different kind of life that is based on different values mm -hmm. and truths. Yes. And those truths and values come from God's word. Absolutely. Well, our time is just about up, so we're gonna stop and park here and come back and continue this study about pure and undefiled religion necessitating that we keep ourselves unspotted from the world. What we're seeing here is we've got to make up our minds that we're not going to be like the world around us. That's right. And as you pointed out, Gary, it is a conscious decision. It's something we must decide to do. It's something we must dedicate ourselves to do. Yes. Follow through. Mm -hmm. Determination. Right. Absolutely. We want to encourage our listeners to contact us. You'll receive the information how to do that in just a moment. And ask for that free Bible study that will help you make this change in your life will help you walk the walk and live the life of a true, faithful, dedicated Christian. We want to send this to you. It's free. We'll take care of the postage. There's no charge to you whatsoever. We don't want you to send us anything for it. We want to send it to you. We never charge anybody anything to study the Bible. We hope to hear from you right away.